Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg, grown-ups. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our new pod friend, Dork Tales Storytime. It's a wonderful podcast for kids and families featuring fairy tales with social-emotional themes and often overlooked historical figures. I actually really, really like this podcast. You can check out dorktalestorytime.com for more information and listen wherever you get your podcasts. We dropped their trailer in our podcast feed so that you can give your ears a little taste. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're here. I'm Meg, a human person. And I'm Sneak. I'm a robot caterpillar. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Okay, well... At least robot sneak is easier to understand than giant chicken sneak. I know, right? Oops. I mean, I know, right? Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) Okay, Bean, you're up. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly that wears a hat and that's not a robot. But I do like building robots. Wowie, zowie. Will you build me a giant chicken robot, pretty please? Yeah, I'm fresh out of giant chicken robot parts. Darn. Cry, cry, cry. I am crying. (laughs) Well, now that you know who we are, this is... Story Story Pillar. Pillar. Story Pillar. I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We're Sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends everyone. Welcome to the ninth episode ever of Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Right Oh, sweet, sweet coconuts. You're not a robot anymore. No, it was making my throat all scratchy-wetchy. Ooh, but I could be a giant chicken again. That doesn't hurt my throat at all. Nope, uh, definitely not. (laughs) Okay, let's say hey, check in with our listeners, and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? We try to record this entire episode upside down. We just need a little bit of duct tape and maybe a ladder. Uh, I'm 1000% not duct taping myself to the ceiling, Sneak. Fish farts. Besides, Mom's said we have to be quick today because you have a toe dentist appointment right after this. (gasps) A toe dentist appointment? Uh, what's a toe dentist? Oh, well, he has a lot of toes. 347 and a half, to be precise. (laughs) He 
doesn't always um, clean between them very well. And so then they start to smell like rotten cheese that's been dipped in garbage and sprayed by a skunk? They absolutely do. Um, And he has to go to the toe dentist so they can kind of clean between them and make them smell better. Oh, so like a regular dentist, but for toes? Exactly. And I have to sit and not move for three zillion hours. Uh, about 30 minutes, actually. Three zillion. And it's so boring. Please don't make me go. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Sneak. It sounds like you're really not looking forward to it. But I do think we have our sticky situation for this week. What do we do when we're bored and having trouble being patient? Ooh, does this mean I at least get to hear a story before going to my boring toe dentist doom? Yep, this week we're traveling to Spain, a country on the Iberian Peninsula in southwestern Europe that's surrounded by the Atlantic Ocean and Portugal to the west and north, and France, Andorra, and the Mediterranean Sea to the east. Spain is home to some pretty amazing things, like La Gruta de las Maravillas, which are beautiful limestone caves that actually pop up in our story today. Yeah, and it basically looks like a unicorn glitter barfed all over some kind of strange underground planet. It's pretty cool. Yes, that's a pretty accurate description, Bean. Okay, before we start the story... In addition to Spanish, some people in Spain speak a language called Catalan. And my friend says that Comva means what's up in Catalan. Want to try it? Comva. Comva. Great. Listeners, your turn. Sounds good to me. Okay. Rocket time sneak. Seatbelt, everyone. And countdown. Three, two, one. Oh, okay. I think we're going now. Sticks and Stones by Meg Lewis. Adapted from The White Parrot by Elsie Spicer Els. Magda threw a half-rotten orange and watched as its guts streamed down the wall in front of her. She groped around under the tree at her back, scrawny trunk almost as skinny as she was, and launched yet another fruit bomb. Magda was hot. And she was bored. Oh, so very bored. She swiped at her sweaty forehead and scowled at the sun that was trying very hard to burn a hole through the row of red-roofed houses lining the narrow alley. Oye, palillo, toothpick, knock it off. Javier pushed his glasses up his nose for the 50 millionth time that day and stalked toward his sister. She snatched up a nasty orange blob and chucked it at his head as hard as her stringy arms would allow. Hey, he darted away. Seriously, Magda, I am not cleaning your mess off Dona Veronica's wall this time. He shoved at his glasses again. But I'm bored, Magda whined. And you never want to do anything even a tiny bit 
fun. She punched an orange into the dirt until juice squirted out. You just sit like a rock all day. She flicked her fingers in his direction. Javier wiped flecks of hot sour orange off his glasses and rolled his eyes. Just because I'm capable of sitting still for more than three seconds at a time doesn't make me a rock, Magda. Now stop throwing naranjas and get your twiggy little behind in the house. Make me rock brain. She hurled another orange at his head. Javier managed to duck again. Ugh, Magda. But the ancient woman that was suddenly standing behind him definitely did not. The orange smashed into her beaky nose and fell to the ground with a loud, wet flop. <gasps> Doña Veronica! Javier squeaked. She, she didn't mean... The gnarled woman ignored him and licked her <laughs> upper lip. A ver, casi almost there, she decided scooping up a burst orange and giving it a squeeze. But not quite ready for the mermelada. Where did you come from? Magda's hands found her hips. Are you a witch? (laughs) Magda! Javier pinched her scrawny bicep. Ow! Stop, rock brain. (laughs) A witch? No, flaquita. Not that I know of. She winked at the pair. (laughs) But... I do want to tell you about a remarkable bird I just learned of. A magic bird. Magic bird? Magda's eyes lit up. A parrot with feathers as white as snow and eyes as blue as the sky. She lowered her voice as if sharing a great secret. And whoever can hold this bird in their hands and say three times, You are beholden to me alone, will have it grant their wildest wishes. Magda wriggled her bottom like an overexcited puppy. Seriously? Uh, yes, please. Where do we find it? Magda! Javier glanced at where their house waited for them beyond the orange trees. We're not supposed to leave. Doña Veronica shrugged. Where? Hmm, nobody knows. But as for how? She reached into a wicker basket, at least as old as she was. Uh and pulled out a snowy white feather that shimmered in the quiet shadows. This, guapa, will get you there. Then she closed her fist with a snap. But be careful. It is guarded by a fierce lion, and the parrot itself is enchanted. You must wait until both creatures are asleep, or else you... Yep, asleep. Got it. Magda plucked the feather from Doña Veronica's hand and screwed up her face. But how do we make it go? Whoa! A gust of wind whipped out of nowhere, sending the row of orange trees into a flurry of flapping leaves and swirling dust. What have you done? Magda and Javier were gone. Ow! Get off me, you big bag of rocks. Magda shoved at her brother's foot, which had somehow gotten lodged in her armpit. I uh, can't. Your bony butt is on top of my uh, face. Javier gave her a shove of his own, then stood and turned in a slow circle. Whoa, he breathed, drinking in the shimmering walls of a truly magnificent cave. It was like being trapped inside a diamond, and for a moment, he forgot how mad he was at his impatient sister. (gasps) Whoa, 
Holy tomatoes, this place is amazing, she shouted, skipping deeper into the cavern and listening to her voice bump along the glittering walls. Hello, magic bird. Javier called after her. We don't even know where we are, and we definitely need to make a pl- He slipped on the wet stone floor and shot across the rainbow pool, eyes wide with panic, at least until he caught his balance mid-slide and skidded to a stop with his mouth curved and a barely visible smile. (gasps) Did you just do something fun? No, Javier made a face. That wasn't fun. And together they walked through the enchanted cave until suddenly a loud roar boomed down the narrow passage. What What was that? Javier ducked behind a glimmering boulder. <gasps> the lion! Magda tugged at his hand. Hurry, we must be close! She sprinted toward the next bend, crouched behind a patch of lumpy stalagmites sprouting from the ground, and pointed to the massive lion pacing on the other side. Together they watched as the beast yawned and flopped on the ground, eyes shut tight. After about half a second, Magda popped up from their hiding spot. Okay, it's asleep. Let's go. Javier made a fizzy sound like a broken teapot. Magda, wait. He yanked her back down. We need to think. And Doña Veronica said to make sure it's actually a... Hey! Magda pulled herself free. Its eyes are closed. How much more asleep can it possibly get? Then she turned and ran on tiptoe toward the lion. Magda, what are you doing? Javier dashed after her. And maybe because it was dark, or maybe just because this was turning out to be a really, really bad day, Javier slipped and went down with a crash. Roar! Screamed the lion, fangs slashing. Take that, furball! Magda crowed and pelted it with stones. Magda, it's going to eat you! Shouted Javier, who had never been so certain or so scared in his life. Magda snarled at the lion. We need a... Plan, we need a plan, we need a plan. Javier tried to force down his panic, and then he saw something that made his breath catch. (gasps) A ladder, no more than grooves someone had carved into the cave wall, but still, it would do the trick. He snatched up his sister and shoved her toward the way out. Vete, go, he wheezed, boosting her up the wet stone. Hurry up! She whooped and scampered up in a whirl of knees and elbows, her terrified brother on her heels. Go, climb below them. The lion lunged, rotten meat breath propelling them upward. Hey, I see something, Magda shouted after a minute of frantic climbing. A door, she gave it a rattle. There's there's no latch on this side, but, but maybe... She snaked a long, skinny arm through the iron bars. Cold metal dug into Magda's shoulder, and she thought her arm might pop off. But then there was a loud click, and she threw open the door. Bright sunlight blinded them both as they tumbled out onto soft green grass. Javier panted. About time you put those stick arms of yours to use. Magda blushed. Well, I wouldn't have any arms left at all if you hadn't 
found the ladder. She tapped him on the forehead. Maybe there's more in there besides rocks. Ow. Javier stood and reached down a hand. Now let's go find your magic bird. Together, they walked through the most spectacular garden either of them had ever seen. Palm trees lazily waved them a greeting. Perfectly trimmed shrubs whirled and looped between burbling fountains. And birds chased each other in and out of fruit trees. Suddenly, they heard what sounded like a wind chime trapped inside a bird. Magda gasped. (gasps) The white parrot! She tugged at Javier's arm. Uh... Can we please make a plan this time? Javier peered over the top of his spectacles. Or did you already forget about the lion? Magda rolled her eyes. We were fine. You found the ladder. I opened the door. And now let's go get us a magic bird. She reached into a poor, innocent hedge, pried the branches apart, and catapulted her brother through the prickly leaves. Magda... He stopped mid-complaint as he came face to face with a brilliant white bird who was very much awake and whose dazzling blue eyes immediately turned him to stone. (gasps) Javier! Magda yelped in horror, then ducked behind what used to be her brother. No, 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 no! This is all my fault! She pounded her fist into the grass, then gave herself a shake and sat up straight. (sighs) Well, Javier, if that bird can turn you to stone, then I can turn you to uh, not stone. All I have to do is wait for it to fall asleep. She tucked her feet under her butt. (sighs) Which it should do any minute now. (sighs) She stuck her legs out, crossed them, and jiggle them up and down like they were stuck in a washing machine. After about five more seconds, the bird trilled again. And Magda's eye began to twitch. I can't do this! She ripped up a handful of grass and tried desperately to think of what her brother would do. But as she thought about Javier and all the ways he annoyed her, the fretting and the Magda... Stop doing anything fun, Ing. She also remembered his shout of delight when he slid across the pool of rainbows and the way his glasses had nearly popped off his face when he found the ladder and how he had ruffled her hair when they had burst out of the cave and landed in a heap. So yeah, he never wanted to do anything fun, but maybe he really wasn't so bad. Magda sat up, realizing that while her mind was busy wandering, Time had actually passed. She peeked at the magic parrot, and sure enough, it was fast asleep on a low branch, head folded snugly under one wing. Magda stepped forward. Slowly, she thought fiercely. She inched closer. Then she reached out one hand and the other and gently lifted it with trembling fingers. Magda froze not believing that for the first time in her life she had managed to actually be patient. And then everything happened at once. The bird squawked as loud as a siren, Javier became human again and fell face first into a wading pool, and Magda shrieked and threw the bird. Your bird! Javier exclaimed, 
watching it disappear over the top of the palm trees. But Magda only had eyes for her brother. You're a person! She screamed in delight and squeezed the air out of his lungs. Ah, too tight! He frowned. But what about the endless wishes? She shook her head. Nope, I'd rather have a brother that's not a rock. She waved the feather she had somehow managed to not lose in all the excitement. Besides, we've got this bad boy. Javier snatched it and twirled it thoughtfully. Where to, boulder boy? Magda asked. Well, my little toothpick, home. Man. For now. <sighs> a crooked smile flashed across his face. But then, who knows, really? Magda threw a twiggy arm around his shoulders and a glint shone in her eyes. Well, wherever it is, I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> the end. So, what did you think? It was hot. Sweet potato tastic. <laughs> I'm guessing that means you liked it? Absolutely. Especially the part when Magda was growling at the lion like, I'm a skinny mini little toothpick kid, but hear me. Yeah, she kind of reminded me of someone I know. Uh, that would be me. Yeah, exactly. Just please don't ever turn me to stone. Like, ever. You. Got it, sissy pants. And definitely don't call me that. Um, anyway, I guess if Magda can sit still for more than three seconds, you probably can too, Sneak. Yeah, I know. It's just so hard. Like, harder than diamonds dipped in titanium and stuffed inside a bowling ball. Well, what about trying Magda's unstick trick? Ooh, you mean... Thinking about the glitter cave and getting away from the really hangry lion? Exactly. Thinking about her adventure kept her from thinking about how bored and miserable she was and actually made the time pass pretty quickly. Yeah, I could totally do that. <gasps> Ooh, I'm going to make up my own adventure with zombie space carrots and mummified coleslaw monsters. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Okay, now I think it's time to see if one of our listeners has ideas for what to do when we're feeling bored and impatient. Here's Amelia Ann with her unstick trick. Hi, I'm Amelia Ann and I'm seven years old. And one thing that I do when I need to wait for something is I go to my room and I go read a book or go play until my parents are done talking. And just like this morning, I had to wait for 10 minutes and it was really hard. And when you do things like this, why do you think that helps? Well, it helps because it could distract you until you get to know what you're doing. Thank you, Amelia Ann. You're welcome. Well, tickle my stinky little toes. Those are great ideas, Amelia Ann. Yeah, especially reading. I'm like 
never bored when I'm reading. I agree, Bean. Thanks for sharing, Amelia Ann. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're bored or having trouble being patient, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our ninth episode ever of Story Pillar. We sure did you crazy kids. So, hi. Now it's off to the two dentists to do a little veggie zombie mutant mummy adventuring. And get rid of the rotten cheese smell. That too. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have a new full episode every other Monday and mini episodes. (gasps) Sneak attacks. And banometer checks. In the weeks between. Somehow, we're already coming close to the end of Season 1 of Story Pillar. But before we take a break for the summer, we'd love to know what you want to hear while we're off tracking down more great stories and sticky situations for Season 2. Grown-ups, look for a link to our summer break survey in the episode notes or head to storypillar.com. As always, thanks to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song. For more of their great kids' music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. And grown-ups, we're still on Instagram. It doesn't exist. Unless it does exist. Uh. Our handle is at sign story pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at MK Allison Art. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Remember, feeling bored and impatient is tough. Try distracting yourself by making up an adventure or take Amelia Ann's advice and try reading a book or playing with a favorite toy. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. 